Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Deldon. And before we get to today's episode, I wanted to talk about the big signing that happened after we recorded today's episode with Leonard Fournette joining the Tampa Bay Bucks. I say it's big because my producers uh, deemed it big enough to, to record this. And I see people on the Internet are awful excited about this. But man, to me, uh, this definitely destroys Ronald Jones fantasy value. It's just going to be a big committee. With LaShawn McCoy there, Dare Ogunbale is going to get the catches. Third round pick, Keyshawn Vaughn remains. I mean, if Fournette wasn't wanted on Jacksonville as the NFL's worst roster, why is he suddenly going to get all the, the snaps on Tampa Bay less than a week before or whatever, 10 days before the season starts? So to me, I do not, I, after the first 30 running backs or whatever, it becomes a total crapshoot. So whatever, you have my, uh, my permission to go after him there, but I do not see Leonard Fournette as a top 30 fantasy back in this committee in Tampa Bay. And now on to today's show. Hello and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I'm Dalton Del Don, joined by our friend Rudy Gamble, one of the leaders over at Raz Ball. Quick reminder, you can still sign up for a fantasy football team right now over at Yahoo. Come on, man. This is the final weekend. Or just a quick, I'm going off script here, but I ran across, across a few problems with people not having your personal emails att- attached to your Yahoo account. So check that spam folder. If you're a commission, make sure the people know that the league has been renewed. Get signed up. It's the final weekend. Come on. Football is happening. All right. Rudy. So Rudy is from Austin, Texas. I happened to go to a bachelor party last summer. Rudy was kind enough to point out the spots to hit. I, in turn, was not kind and kind enough to make any time to meet up to say what's up to my buddy. Yet he still is returning the favor coming on the podcast today. Despite that, the man with a very funny and clever Twitter feed. Rudy, what's going on? Oh, not much. Enjoy, you know, getting psyched to finally start football. It feels like baseball season had that weird pause that kind of really tested and then the 60 game season, but football's had this like uh, the, the preseason for football just goes longer and longer for fantasy football. Like I feel like people are talking like best balls in like February. Um, so it's this totally. long, but it's, it's so much fun and just looking forward to actually being able to do weekly rankings, which is my favorite thing to do. No, you're right. I hadn't uh, thought about football so early because of no baseball. So it feels like it's taken forever. But at the same time, with no preseason games and now baseball uh, live and well, it snuck up on a lot of people. Um, so I have a ton of drafts still to go. And uh, you mentioned, the yeah, we're going to talk about ECR, expert consensus rankings today. It's basically uh, using fantasy pros, all the rankers. Uh, you mentioned you like the weekly uh, aspect. Uh, we're going to be talking about season long today. 
you and I are both more of the bold variety. We're a little bit uh, more of the outliers. Um, you could consider ECR basically the same as ADP. It's just an easier way of saying it since every ADP is different depending on site and whatnot. So we'll go over position by position, some outliers we have uh, heading into the draft, more of a rapid fire, going over a bunch of names here. So we'll start with quarterbacks. Um, my guys, I'm uh, well ahead of the market on few guys on nine spots uh, ahead of ECR than general consensus. Joe Burrow, rookie at uh, Bengals. I'm just not worried about these rookies this year. That's a theme in my rankings. Uh, He also runs. His YPA on first down in college suggests I think he could be a superstar right away. Absolutely loaded with weapons at wide receiver. What am I missing here? He even runs. Why is Burrow not uh, a borderline QB1 right away? Jimmy G, I've spoken enough about him already here. Um, All his receivers going down, I worry a little bit. And he's more of a super flex. But still, they're treating a guy who got 10.0 YPA on first downs last year as like a not even a top 25 option. It's crazy. And I'm also a believer in Sam Darnold taking the step despite Adam Gase and these hurt receivers. Um, uh, I, he's so young, dealt with mono last year. Uh, those last two are more super flex options, but thoughts on Burrow, Jimmy G, Sam Darnold, or any QBs you're higher on? Okay, I'll start on yours. Burrow, I'm higher than consensus as well. Not quite as high on you on, but agree with everything with Burrow. I uh, like taking a risk on him just because that game script's going to be great. And I do think he has some wheels. Gets you those 300, 400 yards. Like a Minshew got us last year. Maybe gets a few car- you know, gets a few touchdowns because of it. Uh, so I like him. Uh, Darnold's a guy that I've been used, you know, I'm not much higher on than consensus. Um, but he's, but there's been drafts where I've seen him in, and there's a super flex kind of thing. But like yeah. QB 30, QB 31. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, I don't get that. So I, I, I like him. I, I've, I tried stacking him in a best ball, uh, the other day, but somehow, but got sniped on it and had to go with uh, Kirk cousins, uh, and um, combining him with Thielen, which I felt a lot better on until yesterday, um, <laughs> with a cousin stance on things. Uh, right, yeah, I know. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, so you have Darnold ahead of cousins though. That's not necessarily normal at all. Oh, all right. No, okay, well, that, so you're with me. Well, no, that was one where I had Dar- I had uh, Herndon and Perryman all lined up. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, I I kind of planned for that one, but I, I lucked out because yeah, I would have thought Cousins would have been off the board. So right. fortuitous, but I have them pretty close. Uh, I have them twenty four and twenty six, so not too f- different. Uh, Jimmy G is one where I'm kind of with consensus on. I'm just not seeing the volume, and he doesn't run um, away from certain celebrities either um the uh as the uh the guys that i and i've noticed also there's a few guys that you're fading that i'm a little closer to consensus on if i if i had to pick the guys that i'm higher on that uh you know so i'll start with the guys i like and then we could talk about guys that we really disagree on so like we go different directions maybe um you know i i'm i'm ahead of the pack on Tannehill, which is a little surprising but I have him at 14. He's a guy I haven't drafted yet, but I have him as a plus seven. Bridgewater would probably be one that jumps out at me as I, li- I like the weapons there. Uh, I know there hasn't been great news about in camp out of Curtis Samuel, but really like DJ Moore, uh, like Robbie Anderson as a, as a deep threat guy. And that they're going to have to pass. Obviously, you got McCaffrey there. Um, but I think just because of the volume alone, Bridgewater should be a top 20. So a definite start on Superflex. And he's right now, I think, QB 26. And I'm not. So I, I was surprised by that. Um, 
And I'd say, you know, we, we kind of focus a lot on these vol, like who's like a plus seven, plus eight. But in that, that first six, which is pretty solidified right now, I think yeah. I'm assuming yeah. everyone's kind of Lamar, Patrick, one, two, and who you choose there is not really interesting to me. And then you've got a mix of Prescott, Kyler, Watson, and Wilson. And on that one, I seem to be more a little higher on Kyler and Watson versus Prescott and Will and Wilson. And it's the Prescott one, all the narratives there. I just have met five versus three. I'm betting on Kyler Murray because I do think that the, his rush ceiling is so high. Um, and the, and it's just not talked about enough how bad the wide receiving crew was there for a team going to four wide, just awful stuff last yeah, that's year. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like Christian Kirk even a little bit more this year. Get Hopkins was just completely necessary, and if Isabella shows up at all, and and uh, Dan Arnold so uh, is a nice yeah. nice pickup late in the year. So I have Kyler three and a guy that I've targeted on in just about like every draft. Okay, so I'm with you on Tannehill. Uh, this, this quarterback position is ridiculously deep. I mean, plays yep. super flex. Uh, he was so good. His efficiency numbers. He can regress plenty and still be fine. Volumes. Same question with Jimmy G. Really good, real life player last year. Tannehill, and he runs. Actually, he actually does run. Bridgewater with you as well. Carolina might uh, be among the league leaders in pass attempts. A lot of interesting weapons. Although the downfield threats, I don't know how they suit with Bridgewater's underneath game. Certainly McCaffrey does. Uh, Prescott, I absolutely slam dunk number three for me, and I'm closer to actually moving him into tier one than I am lower man the Cowboys 440 yards last year led the league in yards per play then made humongous upgrades from Cobb to CeeDee Lamb and Witten to Jarwin uh, I'm a Niners fan I hope I'm wrong but that team looks like they're going to be sick and I'm, I'm all in on on CeeDee Lamb Gallup uh, all those guys so I, I would disagree with you where a couple, a couple of the guys I like before you can get to your counters. Uh, Jalen Hurts is free at the end of Superflex Leagues. I was in a 14-teamer last night. He went for $1 in a salary cap draft. Um, I, I think the rushing upside people don't understand the numbers he was putting up in college. And Carson Wentz is very injury prone and now dealing with a soft tissue issue. And then finally, uh, uh, Matthew Stafford, I have almost near like the Deshaun Watson range. And in that tier, I'm just buying how productive he was in that system that's going to be the same this year or the first half of last year. And with those receivers and questions at running back and, and, and defense, really like Stafford as well. So thoughts on those guys or any others that we differ on? Uh, I mean, agree on Stafford. I mean, it's so close between like seven and 12. And that tends to be a position where I'll just punch. For sure. For sure. Um, just take the yes. guy who, yes. the, the, yeah. and unless it's, I mean, I've been playing more best ball this year and on that, that's the stacking is so valuable. So that's one where, um, yeah. And I, I haven't gotten a stack. I have Galladay. I, I have, uh, Marvin Jones in leagues, just haven't been able to line him up with Stafford, but like him, I watched, uh, I mean, I'm a Texas fan, so I saw hurt enough hurts last year. Um, yeah, one, yeah, it could be, yeah, it, it totally worth as a flyer. I would add in that front uh, Tyrod Taylor because the, the he's been you've had it's been hard to draft. Just like the Miami group, um, I would say just like the Chicago group, but I, no one wants the Chicago group. So like Miami and and uh, if Tyrod Taylor, the news is he's going to probably start all year. Herbert doesn't seem ready. That's at least yeah. you know what I'm hearing. Um, he's got some wheels as well. 
Um, so I like good, good news for Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen in my eyes too, because that's why I've been fading them. I've been worried about right. Herbert starting that whole second half, and if it looks like he's so bad that that might, you know, he's so bad on the other side that I, I was so right about him being bad that it results in zero yeah. starts, then maybe you know that that helps. So the other guy, I mean, Tyrod Taylor's obviously probably a downgrade as a passer from Rivers uh, last year, but um, certainly not the end of the world for their fantasy values. Right. The fa- what, where I think um, he- where I think Tyrod's going to help is with Mike Williams when he gets healthy because. Tyrod's got a, a Philip Rivers was atrocious throwing deep last year. Yeah. So Mike Williams, um, yeah. I think definitely helped Keenan Allen. I worry about because he was uh, so simpatico with Philip Rivers. He's kind of one of those wide receivers is a rhythm guy. Um, Tyrod has no rhythm. Um, odd that you'd think in any shape or form that Philip Rivers would have more rhythm than Tyrod Taylor. But in this case, it's true. Um, Eckler, I'm less worried about. Even though Philip Rivers is the dump-off king, they, Eckler's so good, they have to get him the ball. But Keenan Allen, I just, I, I worry a little bit if the, the volume's there. Um, and Hunter Henry's like in the middle because Tyrod did target uh, tight ends a lot in uh, his other stops. Yeah. Taylor's a good pick, though. Good, good call. Available free. And if he's going to start the whole year and he runs and that says their defense, their defense, I was going to say projects good, but they're hurt every year. Already Derwin James down. So maybe that, you know, maybe it will result in more pass attempts than they'd like. Um, all right. I want to run over a couple quarterbacks I, I, we don't like before we get to running backs, a more important position. Yeah. I'm way down on the market, Cam Newton. I mean, 14 spots below. He's totally fine in a one QB league to take a, a, a flyer on. Why not? Either there's people in your home league, uh, the waiver wire is filled with, with replaceable options. But but in a super flex, he's obviously going to be nowhere near my roster. I am worried that he's just not the same athletically in that system. Um, I would still, I don't know, you're going to make fun, I'd still take a flyer. Now, nah, he's probably not a league deep enough for Stidham. <laughs> not going to go there. But but um, Tom Brady, uh, I've talked a lot about. Um, le- I'm more skeptical, skeptical on him. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. These are kind of guys who like the advanced stats point to being a little bit more inaccurate than people would assume. But Allen, of course, rushing monster. Uh, tell me why I'm crazy and, and way off base on these takes. Okay. The, um, so, yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm more consensus than you on just about all these guys. Aaron Rodgers, I, I had faded for you know, two, three years ago. Um, I, it was pretty clear in the, the yards per attempt stat. He, had, he was no longer elite. He was priced as a top two, top three guy. So he, he had been like a, a, a perpetual fade every week, every year for two years. Now I'm slightly high on him. He was like QB nine or so last year. Um, with, and that was missing Devonte Adams, a couple games. I think he's worth something around the QB 12. He'd be the type that I, even though right now I have him ahead of Stafford, I'd probably take Stafford ahead of him, but I could see taking Rogers in a thing. Brady, I'm afraid to take, even though I, I like him. Okay. I love the targets there. Yeah. And Josh Allen, I think it's the rushing upside. No one's arguing this guy's accurate at all. Um, he's, he's a better fantasy quarterback than a, than a real quarterback. Newton, I'm not touching. Um, I'm, I've begrudgingly moved him up just because of the rush upside. And that includes red zone. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he doesn't have very good targets and he doesn't seem the type that, um, works well with a slot guy. Yeah. There's, yeah, it's a short off season too. It's a complicated system. I don't know. There hasn't been overwhelmingly positive reports too, is why I say this. I mean, he definitely, the team loves him and is buying into him and he's the guy. But as far as actually performance on the field, that is a really interesting. Where do you, what do you make of New England this year? What do you think they're going to do? I'm not fading Belichick, but it's really interesting when you look at that roster. 
It's it's a hodgepodge. I mean, the, the only guy that I see for fan, there's only two guys for fantasy purposes I'm, I've been touching. Um, but let's say I got James White. I think his role pretty much stays the same. The rest of the running backs is a mess. I have no idea with Damian and Michelle, let alone Lamar Miller. Um, I like and kill Harry. The word's awful on him. I haven't yeah. heard anything good out of camp. It's just Inkill like Inkill Harry looks like he comes out of the factory of Cam Newton wide receivers. Edelman I don't like in this, just like with Keenan Allen. That type of high target guy, I don't like a wide receiver change. The only exception Definitely. maybe this year is Tyler Boyd, because there's such an upgrade in quarterback. And I and I want a piece of For Cincinnati sure. game. Um the tight ends, I have no idea what's going on. I I have pr- I've probably drafted Asiazi, which I'll just pronounce his name like that, even though it might not be. Um, Over Dalton, how dare you? There's a Dalton. Yeah, there's in. a Dalton. Yeah, Dalton yeah, Keene. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah. So I, I don't. I think they they could they coach it up to like an eight and eight team, but too much loss on the defense. Um, I just hope they win enough that you know there's there's no way they get it like a franchise quarterback in the draft. All right. Let's before we move on to backs, Josh Allen. I just got to say, Josh Allen, uh, probably going to make me look so so foolish. Matt Harmon, Yahoo Zone, I think predicting him to have an MVP season. Aaron Rodgers, I I just worry about the Lafleur situation, souring on him, drafting more running backs, no receivers, slow pace. Jordan Love, not that he's a threat. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Running backs, uh, uh, some outliers. Uh, biggest one, plus forty one. Uh, Daryl Williams, probably just the market slow to realize he's the backup in KC to own. Joshua Kelly, I'm plus. 20 feels like i'm lumping him in the high upside uh you know uh backup running backs there among the other rookies uh sorry not not, not quite the other rookies but uh just you know when you get to the the boston scott areas um to me i'm maybe that's my bet against eckler being the full-time guy uh latavius murray plus 12 it's been that way for me i've had him as a borderline 30 ish back uh before the holdout issues i just think he would be top five back immediately if camara went down um, so he's the type of guy that I, I like to take stabs at in round nine. So thoughts on Daryl Williams, Joshua Kelly, or Latavius Murray? I mean, you're right on Daryl Williams. I think he's he's right now the number two. He's he's not priced like that right now in ADP or in um in the ECR. Uh, completely agree on Josh Kelly. I think he he's beaten Justin Jackson as far as I could see as as the the one B running back. I you know I think Eckler gets the most snaps, right. but you just picture. Um, Josh Kelly, you know, if, if LA gets as any lead or or wants to be in a running situation, I think Josh Kelly's the lead back there. So I, I, I've I like getting him, especially at his price in uh, in drafts right now, thirteenth round or so. Definitely like, totally agree on Latavius Murray. It's um I tend not to go with with um the next you know the the number two guys at, at that part of the draft where he goes. I did take him in one. Um, yeah, I can't. I mean, if, if uh, Kamara goes down, he's a top ten back. Um, I don't. I, I think Kamara is not going to hold out. I think it's that situation is right. good, but yeah. I'm it's, not yeah. against the hedge. Yeah, uh, I, I'm normally with you as far as like taking guys who you cannot use unless an injury happens, and and you cannot use him. But I think he, I make the exception with Murray. Like what he did the two games he was a starter last year, one in Chicago, to all the targets too. There actually has been some Ty Montgomery buzz. But I'm still, I think, yeah. I mean, Murray's the quote-unquote perennial league winner type mid-round guy. And I think it's just so obvious in that offense. And it's, I think he'd be a seamless replacement. And if not, almost have more value than, he'd be right on par with Kamara. Because it'd be Murray without Kamara versus, you know, Kamara with these other guys. So I, I just, I, I'm in on him. 
quicker um, on these others, not as big of a discrepancy, but Antonio Gibson, I'm 11 ahead. Uh, Adrian Peterson just checked eighth most carries in NFL history. It's a tradition for me to call him washed every year in my bust column, which I finished last night. I'm contractually obligated to write about one every team. So I had to pick him again. I'm sure he'll make me look foolish. The dude ran for 2,100 yards like two months after tearing his ACL. But Antonio Gibson is another guy I'm I'm after. The rookies, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Cam Akers is just the theme with me. And then James Conner, listen, I get it. There's injury risk. He burnt fantasy owners last year. But feature back on arguably one of the best teams in football, catches the ball, goal line, and a clear backup in Benny Snell, who looks better and is totally cheap at the end of draft. So I love Connor's situation there. Talk about any backs you want to, Rudy Gamble. Yeah, uh, no, I'm with you on James Connor. It's it's that point where right now uh, he's a second round pick for me. It's uh, yes. but I do yes. have everyone that's generally going in front of him. I do would rather take, um, and of those, the guy that I. I like in that mid-second round guy is is Aaron Jones still. I'm not buying AJ Dillon. I get it. I mean they need they needed a second back. Everyone need you know like that system kind of runs on two backs. I mean Aaron Jones he's he could do he rushes he receiving he did well in red zone last year. Um, so I have him at like number nine. Verse like I want to say I, I I tend to agree that the hate has maybe gone too far on, on Aaron Jones. Um, he's an awesome awesome player. The only thing I'd counter is he used to be injury prone every single year because I was a guy drafting him yep. earlier. Um, and he had 15 catches over the second half last year. And supposedly Jamal Williams has worked like crazy as a receiver, and he's going to be the thorn in Jones's uh, fantasy manager's side more than AJ Dillon. Maybe I, I worry. So those would be my only concerns. But yeah, no, I'm all about drafting running backs earlier, and he's he's one of them. So. I'm the, I'm crazy to have Connor ahead of him, but I'm definitely drafting an Aaron Jones. Hell, I'm drafting an Aaron Jones over Michael Thomas. I mean, you got to get these running well, backs. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm Michael Thomas ahead of him, but it, I mean, maybe half PPR, I'm thinking, but... Um, because, I'm drafting like 10 running... I'm seriously... Oh, uh, you're dude, robust. If, especially if you're, in an over, if you're in an overall contest in the NFFCs, Dude, I'm telling you, Michael Thomas is not going to end up on the winner of that team. It's going to be the guys who hit the running backs. That's just my opinion. And uh, I, first of all, I'd take Devontae Adams over Thomas. But that's neither here nor there. Talk about some other uh, some other running backs you yeah. like. Yeah. Um, guys in the in the top that uh, I'm pretty different on, I am, I'm a fade at price on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, oh, okay. My, 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 and it's just as simple as, and th- this is just me thinking like, okay, I think I'm a fairly smart person. I think Andy Reid's a really smart person. That team, how many wins do you think they win if if you gave Clyde Edwards-Lair 200 touches? How many, what would you put their win total at? Uh, 11 and a half. They're in the playoffs. Why, why am yeah. I giving him an extra 100? You know, like, I feel like they didn't do, they had to give it to Kareem Hunt. They had no one in the, they had no one else there. Yeah. And they had a mediocre quarterback. You know. Sitting out second halves of games are a concern for all Chiefs fantasy uh, players this year. But um, you're talking to the crazy man who has him fourth on my board. I think he can score. Yeah, yeah. I think he can score 15 touchdowns and 230 touches, so, it's or possible. maybe even 200. Uh, and, so, and, and, so yeah, no, my concern is yeah, Mahomes is gonna yeah that, that that's a team that could throw that's gonna throw for a lot of touchdowns. I get it. It's just yeah, I'm not there. And yeah, I've got I've taken uh, Taylor in one draft. Uh, acres in one draft swift those are all just at the right price i real i'm buying in um and the next guy is kind of like a hedge on those which is uh duke johnson i think in ppr leagues just seems to always be underpriced um and when i compare him versus latavius murray 
So the reason I'm generally going Duke Johnson ahead of him is that David Johnson's fragile. And I and like Duke Johnson will get some carries. He's not like Chris Thompson. He get he'll he'd probably get eighty to hundred carries. Um I think he he's the type that if you've if you've gone a little risky on your RB three, so let's say the upside guys like those like Akers or Swift, I feel like he's a great floor RB four for PPR, especially in best ball. Um, just to make sure you're you're get you're you're there and, and he's been like extremely healthy. Um, and in a role that generally is a little more healthy than a, a running back uh, who's no. carried like carry on where, um, yeah, totally. that's just a type. I, of- I had I, I had Duke Johnson ranked too aggressively last year. That's probably why I'm shy this year, because he's a good player. I, it's just Bill O'Brien I worry about. But he's the best DJ in that backfield. Totally with you. David Johnson's one of my lower on the market than guys. Injury prone, not any good as a ball carrier at all. Right. Duke, for sure, a lot of upside. I mean, yeah, without Hopkins there, what if he takes over that role? I mean, he catches a bunch of balls. So I'm, I'm with you with him. And I haven't ended up with enough him on my teams. Um, before we talk about running backs we don't like, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Jonathan Taylor because I just spent like 34 bucks on him in one of these salary cap drafts and just, um, I'm, I'm all in. I could see pushing him up to round two. I just am not concerned about Marlon Mack. Um, I know his hands are not great, but Rivers just dumps to his running backs no matter who it is. I know Hines is going to catch the ball and third down a lot, yeah. but uh, Taylor's just going to luck into 20, 30 catches and score a ton of touchdowns behind the best offensive line. He's Adrian Peterson 2.0. Um, I get it's a risk, and you're going to, if you spend, I'm going to spend a high pick and watch him not come out there in the first series in week one, and I'm going to question my sanity, but um, what else is new? Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I'm way higher on in the market. Um, guys, I'm down on the, the obvious Bell, Gurley, David Johnson. Um, Devin Singletary Minus 26, I am. I have Zach Moss ranked higher. Ben Gretsch's trap carries. This is example A. I mean, Singletary is just going to get carries in between the 20s, no catches or none at the goal line. He's third in line, in fact, behind Josh Allen, who has the eighth most rushing touchdowns among all players the last two years. So no thanks, Devin Singletary. To me, he's the most mispriced player uh, on the market right now. And here's someone that I was getting early on in cut line leagues, but with Zach Moss looking like superior receiver and 20 pounds heavier, uh, Singletary uh, is, is a stay, a stay away. Yeah. Um, I, I've, uh, yeah, I, I still like Singletary. Uh, I mean, I, I've definitely, you can just, come on, it, tell me why he's, I'm crazy. No, ahead, no. I mean, like, he's moved down my draft boards a bit. I'm, I'm wary of, uh, I, I kind of think a Singletary is a guy that I'm going to let, you're going to like better in the first half than the second half that, you know, I think like the, it's hard for running backs, especially if you're in a share to come out of the gate quick. I mean, we saw it with Singletary last year. He was quite good in that second half of last year. Um, really good. Oh, he's really good. He's so, way better than his workout metrics suggest. Good football player, for right. sure. So, th- so I, I kind of see it like I don't see how Moss wins that job, especially with a, a porch with the limited training camp. I mean, he's done well, but he's no preseason. So I think Singletary gets some run, and if he's doing well, I, I still see him as as maybe like a 55-45 guy by end of year with Moss. Um, but you know, given given that that Moss has generally done well, he's a guy that I've tried to move away from. I, I mean, I had two my first two drafts. I had David Montgomery, um, and that was one I was kind of moving away from even before the injury. Uh, just just wanting to basically make it that make the market make me take him. <laughs> you know, Fair. wait an extra round. Just hope, right. and if he falls, then I need him maybe. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I saw the other, I think in general, your theme, you're, you're liking the, the fresh blood. 
Um, yes. And when I look at with with my take, it's I do, and I've I've kind of tried to adjust accordingly, but I'm tempering expectations because of those like first four to six games. The the exception being, it does feel on Jonathan Taylor. It it it's feeling like a drumbeat. It's just whether I, I want him in a. I feel like in the early third round, I'm probably going to take a wide receiver. Uh, if Connor's off the board. There's like a couple of picks there where I'm probably just going with Phelan or, or taking someone else there. But um, Taylor's really tempting. Yeah, maybe I'm just crazy. It's a shortened offseason and the rookies. Uh, but running back, I'm just hoping it's the position that's the most transitional. And I just love these situations from Akers taking over Todd Gurley and Henderson. Sure. Hurt. I mean, I get that Ingram's yeah. there, but he's 30 years old, never had more than 230 carries, and the Ravens run for 5,000 yards. Taylor, the best offensive line, and I don't think Marlon Mack is very good. CEH is the feature back in the Chiefs. I mean, these are just crazy, crazy situations. I'm not even a college guy. You would laugh. I, I watched five minutes of college football last year. When you look at my ranks, you would, uh, you would, you would definitely laugh. I, I'm all in on the young guys for sure. Here's one that you will definitely push back with because the whole fantasy community disagrees with me here. Um, I think it's the same tier. It's all very close. But if you look at it, I have Josh Jacobs, five running back spots lower. Um, I just worry they brought in so many of those pass catchers. And he hasn't proven that he's ever been a workhorse back dating back to college. And I've just in general fade the Raiders and the Gruden decision making. But man, he's a good football player. All those broken tackles. And this one, I know everyone will disagree with me on. Yeah, I think you're 16. Consensus is 11. I have him eight. But it's so. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. But he's it's popping it's, up into round ones. For it, sure. It's he really is. fluid. Um, yes. You know, I, I it's uh, I think he's got. I mean, he's a lock hold on the carries. I mean, the only other guy I think gets some carries oh, sure. there is going to be uh, Lynn Bowden, or is it Bowden? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I was wondering the same thing. And they have a good offensive line too, actually. So, so I like Jacobs there. I he can catch. I think. I think. I think naturally those he gets a few more there. There's a little bit of growth. Um, I, I mean, to me, like I don't know. Like Jalen Richards was a pretty solid third down back that. I think there's a fair issue with the Raiders on game script. They have a yes. tough schedule. I could, and um, you know, are they going to keep Jacobs on the bench for all those? I don't know. I feel like they, they were playing, you know, like, uh, so I, I'm with you there. I mean, I, I've, I've alternated. I've, I've basically everyone from like that Mixon to let's say that ends yeah. with Aaron Jones. It's almost like I've just mixed and matched in drafts, like on the given yeah. day. I have all of them in like some, but I don't, and like every day, like Miles Sanders is week to week or cut Drake's totally. in a boot. So, I mean, I think even though both of us are really bold, there's a point in, on these things where you're like, I don't have a strong opinion here. And it's like, there's no reason to go down with the ship and get all your teams highly correlated on one guy if you don't really feel it. And when you look at the pro- underlying projections, they're all within like 10, 15 points. I could pull... I could make a tweak and all of a sudden Jacobs is even with where you have him. Totally. No, you're totally right. My nine to 16 is the same tier. It would be like a dollar difference in a salary cap draft or something. Uh, I, and you brought up game script. Thank you, because that's what I failed to. Uh, Jacobs, it's so, it was so important to his fantasy value last year, and the Raiders are underdogs in like six of their first seven games or something. So I have a good week one, but um, he, I don't know. He, 
he, the fantasy uh, managers better hope he does get more targets. I will say with more conviction behind the Buffalo take with Singletary. So I forgot to point out Scott Barrett's uh, fantasy schedule for running backs. Buffalo also the hardest this season. All right, man. Love talking football with Rudy Gamble from the great Razball. Uh, let's move to some wide receivers here, though. So have some names. Uh, you hope you're sitting down, Rudy. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is my biggest discrepancy. Uh, another rookie. I already just said that. I mean, dude, Randall Cobb got more than 10 yards per target last year, and he had nine drops. And he's going to replace him out of the slot. It's going to be unfair. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, for sure. Marquise Brown, the market has start, decided started to catch up on him a little bit. But man, I just think he's in such a good situation as the number one target in, in Baltimore and now gained 20 pounds, had the screw removed from his foot. And he was good playing on one foot as a rookie. And then Terry McLaurin, A.J. Brown, everyone loves those guys, right? Yeah, uh, well, completely on with Terry McLaurin. Um, I, I think I might even be. Yeah, you've got him eight. I've got him seven, and the consensus yeah, is nineteen. I, I, yeah. I think I had him up at four in like June, and was and it was feeling. It was actually it's been really confirming that basically everything yeah. is pointed toward that. So that like you know whatever the my models based on felt like with McLaurin, it, it saw something early, but I should have drafted more. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I was at the UT Oklahoma. Cha- it was a championship game in Dallas uh, when Marquise Brown and Ceedee Lamb were the. the nice. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty heart- heartbreaking game. Uh, Texas didn't win that one. Um, do really like both those guys. I am ahead of the market on both. Not as see, hot. I didn't even get the reference. See, I, I was pro- I'm proving you. I, I they're don't both know who Oklahoma guys. See, yeah, I don't know who won that game. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean Marquise. Yeah, Marquise Brown is. I mean, a ridiculous deep threat with a perfect quarterback Perfect. system for it um Perfect. i mean it's, it was kind of sad that john brown left baltimore yeah. he was there for a year i mean that that's just a perfect system for that type of guy um, oh their offensive line gave the longest time to throw it's yes oh well it's, you it's, how it's how do you rush action. how do you yeah. rush against yeah. lamar jackson right. then you're a turnstile yeah. um yeah. i feel like the defense is more of a turnstile than the offensive line yeah. uh with that team so i have him 22 you have him 16 um i think the, the positive, like his foot seems to be back. Okay. So I've, I've upped his snap count, which kind of basically takes care of itself yeah. from a, from the volume standpoint. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I saw a lamb twice, a couple of times last year. He's fantastic. Um, really love that Dallas game. And I do think there's enough for three guys, um, actually four. Cause I, I tend to be, yeah. Um, I'd say if anyone I'm bearish on, it's Amari Cooper. I don't, I don't want, I don't want him. Um, and you know, I, I mean, the only thing I could think of that helps Amari Cooper is that he's generally double covered or shadowed. I don't know why you make that call this year. Like, I think basically it's almost like you need your safety staying in the middle of the field and reacting. You can't double cover Amari Cooper and let Gallup and, uh, and lamb tear you up. So it's, um, so, but I think there's enough volume. I think they're all good, but I, I, Cooper, I don't have Cooper and I, and I've shied away for a little bit from Gallup, but lamb, I like, um, all right. Yeah. No, so, last season alone, uh, Mari Cooper dealt with a foot, ankle, quadricep and knee sprain. Yeah. He just got paid. Um, yeah. Wait, wait, what if he actually does get hurt? I mean, he was hobbled around all last yeah. year. I mean, man, but, through the roof. But, I actually have Michael Gallup ranked back to back. Yeah. With, with, I mean, with, I, with I, and I, I've seen some of the numbers. Um, I think. I think some of that is, um, and right now I'm actually, let's see, I'm actually three below consensus on Gallup. I think, I think uh, it, it, the story kind of 
it needed to be told that basically Gallup and Cooper were putting up similar numbers. And I'm, I'm sure they are pretty close when I was doing weekly rankings. Um, but Cooper's taking the tough cornerback assignment and often getting double teamed. So I think independently, totally Cooper is yeah. definitely better. Um, you know, and Cooper was unhe- wasn't healthy. I mean, I, I like them all. All fair. Um, so yeah. All gonna sc- yeah. Um, but I feel like, yeah, right now, based on ADP, like, yeah, if I can get Lamb in like eighth round, I'm going for that. Um, and yes. yeah, I, I think there was one draft I was, I had a Prescott Gallup uh, stack ready to go and pre- like Gallup got taken a pick before. Oh. It's the same. I mean, like oh. that, that one and the, the um, Foster Fuller um, is, it was just like the, the two most obvious ones. And I've yet to be able to get either because I, I don't do 4 billion of the drafts. But yeah, McLaurin might be, there's two guys up in my top 20 that um, much further on. Uh, one is McLaurin. The other is, um, is Devonte Parker. Okay, let's talk Parker. I, um, I, like I said, contractually obligated to, to write one bust per team for this column. And I decided on Parker and it hurt my heart because I loved him. I used him as a sleeper last year. I never gave up like mo- many cowards yeah. did. They, they wrote him for dead. I watch him. He's an awesome player. Um, maybe the news that two is so far away and Fitzpatrick's going to just play the whole year does help him. But a few things I worry about. You look at the splits. Uh, they're drastic with on and off field with Preston Williams last year. And I'm such a believer. I don't know if it's Gesicki or Gesicki, but I'm a believer in him. Yeah. Big time. And uh, uh, so that's my concern. But I mean, no running back. I mean, I'm not too worried about the running. The team is going to have to be passing a lot with a bad defense. And I love Parker. But the the reason I went with him in the column is he's missed a week of practice already dealing with something right now. And his history is not great with that. I know he's supposedly become a better professional and gotten his body in shape and all that. But it was more of just there was no one else I wanted to pick for Miami thing. And I hope I'm wrong. I like Devontae Parker. But there are some warning signs here. Yeah. And and it it has come down i was i was as far as like a plus 11 on him now i look like i'm I'm plus five um but yeah just as i'm not worried about the cowboys potentially having you know four targets able to eat miami has three and i mean picking the fourth target on miami's alan Alan hearns and albert wilson both opted out i liked albert wilson a lot too um so i think gasicki i think they're basically running they might be running a lot of two wide receiver, two tight end, and Gasicki's basically a slot guy. So it's this quasi. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then the other, but then you've got another tight end who's just blocking, and I don't think Breda's never shown anything in target in in wide in receiving. So I think there's just enough for the three of those. Uh, so I'm not worried there. Um, other guys are. I like Cortland Sutton a lot. I've gotten him, um, and uh, really like Marvin Jones. Um, oh, me too. You know, like. That that's one where it just doesn't catch up with him. I think he's just always been a number two guy, and so he's priced there. But um, like I would take Marvin Jones over Gallup. Um, yep. um, with you on Marvin Jones completely. He was balling out last year when that system before the injuries struck. Um, I worry if things go sour, he's a possible trade candidate. But I think Detroit's a sneaky option to win that division. And I, I don't know. I'm just all in on that. It's a narrow tree there. So with you on Marvin yeah. Jones. And then what about Lockett and Metcalf? I think they're, this is a nice segue here, Godwin and Evans, whom I have way below market. I think those are the teammates to go after in Seattle, a narrow tree there. And uh, a star quarterback in his prime versus one that had by far the worst uh, CPOE over the second half last year is nearly 40. He's the same age as John Oliver. 
Tom Brady is. Uh, so I'm going Lockett and Metcalf, regardless of the difference in ADPs, too, over Godwin and Evans, whom I have way below market. And I wanted to say this about Godwin. Uh, people have brought up and they tweeted me and say I'm crazy because I have him like 21. Um, but as you've mentioned before, there's these big tiers that are similar. I was in two different salary cap drafts last two nights, and Godwin is gone for the same exact price pretty much as all those tiers. So it's not that crazy when you look at it in that context. He's going to be a fine wide receiver too this year, like everyone drafted him last year. Uh, he was not top 30 in Whopper last year, weighted opportunity rating, which is the stickiest stat for year-to-year fantasy wide receivers. Not top 30, and now people are treating him as a number five wide receiver. Tell me why I'm the crazy one here, Rudy. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm actually. I have Godwin as my wide receiver five. The guy I, I like faded everyone. Evans. Um, okay. I I don't know if I'm the lowest on him, but I have him as wide receiver fifteen, and he's. Uh, I guess he's now at nine. So he's sl- again as the preseason goes on. These I find my things slowly kind of shrinking. Um, some of it, me, you know, that it's that gravitational pull, but um, I think on. I think Brady's game. I have Evans at 25, by the way, 25. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and, 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 you know, I, I see it as like, I still, even though that the Scotty Miller is doing really well in thing, I mean, Godwin runs short intermediate stuff. That's like Brady yeah. in Brady's wheelhouse. I, um, it's not that I don't think Brady can throw deep. I, the point is everyone's like, Oh, his arm looks good. It's like, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about him like feeling skittish in the pocket. Um, and just dumping it off. I don't, that's not a great O line. Um, I, I mean, and if there's anything, I'm, I'm close to Tom Brady's age. I don't want to take a sack. I'm taking, I'll take the five yard gain. I mean, Winston and Fitzpatrick are completely the opposite. And even though Fitzpatrick's old too, he doesn't care. Like they'll just throw deep. They'll, they'll risk interceptions. They're like, Oh, that 30, 30 season was ideal for every fantasy right. player involved. But, yeah. Right. So Brady is not like that. Brady is not. You know, not he's if unless the game script really calls for it, he's not going to be gambling downfield. So I feel like Godwin will get his targets. Um, I don't like Evans. I don't like Gronk either, um, for kind of numerous reasons. There um, on Seattle, um, I'm a pretty hard. Hold on, that's the thing, right? There's Tampa Bay switching to a 12 personnel as a base offense, and they're also bringing along Gronk and OJ Howard has looked great. Yes, I'm. Yeah. I, hey, I drafted OJ Howard in round four of every my league last year, yeah. so I get it. But he's looked great. Um, I I, uh, I think he could compete with snaps with Gronk. There's right. so many targets there. So but there's so many passes. There's there's so many attempts yeah. there. So they could I, have a really good defense. I know there's some debate if that matters or not, but as far as yeah. attempts, volumes, but I, I just think it's more reasonable to expect uh, Godwin and Evans to be I, wide receiver twos than both top 10 right. fantasy wideouts. But I, I, I'm, I'm not, definitely the crazy one. I had, there was a, uh, for whatever reason, I was, every draft I had is the back six. And if you, if you're drafting like seventh to 12th, you're not getting Godwin this year. Because he's, he's almost always going in the end of the second, early third. So I never had to think about him. And then I finally got a chance, and uh, I took Aaron Jones ahead of him. I, even though I got him nice. there, I don't feel good. And, when, and I, I'd rather wait in the next round, take like Galladay or... Um, I mean, McLaurin's usually fourth round. So I've uh, Adam Thielen liking a lot there. So I'm with you. I'm not quite feeling Godwin. Evan's a pure fade. Lockett, I like... Um, he was hurt, banged up second half of this year. I mean, w- fantastic yards per target uh, with with uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, they're, they're pro- they might be the best combo over the last three years. I mean, always nine to ten 
um, there. So I like Lockett a lot. Um, I, but I have him about even. Um, but Metcalf, I'm fading. Um, I, narrow root tree. Um, you know, like I think people are pricing for stuff he he hasn't really fully done over a, a, a full year. And I don't. I, it's still a team I project to run a lot. Um, the tight ends will get their targets. Um, it's not that I don't like Metcalf. I just don't like the price on him right now. So we'll, we'll, and I mean, cause I think he's going around the same time as, uh, I mean, I'd rather have Parker. I'd rather have Chark. I'd rather have Sutton. Um, you know, I'd rather have Lockett and yeah, before, you know, I mean like Metcalf's gone, so I don't have to think about him in, in, you know, cause he's gone in round five. I'm targeting the, the NFC West for the most part. I think there's going to be a lot of high-scoring games, and I expect Seattle regressing defense. PFF ranked their D-line the worst in football. I just think it's going to be a lot of uh, high-scoring games. Having said that, I'll go over a couple receivers I'm down on. One is Robert Woods. I'm 12 lower. Um, you look at him, I, I get it that everyone's uh, screaming regression. Uh, dude ranked ninth in overall targets last year, 75th in red zone targets. Alex Erickson and Zach Paschal had more of them <laughs> in the red area. So I don't call it a total fluke there. So I, I actually like the passing offense, but I'm a believer. But there's more 12 personnel. I don't know what that means, but Tyler Higby, uh, Everett are both legit tight end options, and Van Jefferson making a ton of noise in camp. Uh, so Robert Woods is a stay away, even though I'm super high on Jared Goff. And then another one, last one uh, for the receivers, Stephon Diggs for obvious reasons. I mean, he's never played 16 games. Receivers always have a, a, a rough first year switching teams. Now outdoors, uh, Josh Allen's extremely inaccurate. And, uh, and he's sharing uh, targets with John Brown, who was like top 12 in Whopper last year. So Robert Woods and Stephon Diggs are my two fades uh, at wide receiver. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with, I mean, I've moved Woods up slowly. Um, in the over the last couple of weeks, just as, you know, he did a lot better when they were in twelve, um, and um, yeah, like, but it basically means Cup is one of my big fades. I don't want Cooper Cup at all because um, he's not shown he could win on the outside. And yeah, I haven't figured out what to do with Cup. I haven't figured out because he could score so many touchdowns. He still scored but, even last year doing that. But I know the yeah. snaps are a real issue. I haven't I haven't figured out what to do with Cup other than never press the select button. Right. I, I mean, I, I'm at twenty eight. Um, right now. So I'm down 10. I just don't see why you're taking him over other guys. Like I'd rather have Marvin Jones. I'd rather have Marquise Brown who, you know, like doesn't really compete with anyone for aside from like Mark Andrews, you know, like, and yeah, I, you know, like Marquise Brown's the type that, you know, you're not going to get, uh, you know, a hundred receptions, but the, but it's going to be huge plays. So, um, with you there, uh, other, I mean, we talked to Keenan Allen. I have as a fade DK Metcalf. I have as a fade, I think, uh, AJ Brown. I, I, I have still a slight fade. He just amazing, amazing year. Um, it's just hard to put up yak like that every year. Um, it's, he's, he's got a, it's just a low margin kind of, um, thing. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not gambling on him. Um, and then, um, yeah, I'd say like as you get down there, just a few like guys that are like l- late, especially in, in like twelve team drafts. Um, I like Perryman. I loved Perryman for a while. Me too. But a, a fan of Perryman in best ball for sure. Uh, big fan on um, on Chano in Jacksonville. I really think Colin Westbrook are just are Jags as as the acronym yeah. goes. Uh, and Chinook, and that team's going to have a lot of volume. I like Chark. He's a, Chark is tough to draft. He's, he's, you know, like 
he's he's going at 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 fair price. There's no bargains on him. I feel like Chano is your an Eifert to a certain extent, or your cheap ways of getting into that offense. Stay away from Conley and Westbrook. I don't I don't think either of those are worth it. Um, Steven Sims is a cheap guy late. I I mean I I like him and McLaurin. I don't see who else is getting targets. And you know I've learned my lesson. I'd like to think in the past on divvying up too many targets in a, in a basically a bad situation. And I call it the Corey Davis rule because Corey Davis was like the only guy in Tennessee for a while and he still never really reached elite status. But Sims doesn't have to do much. I think I saw something. He was like, he's like top five in like points per snap or targets per snap. He's, he's got, um, so I like Sims there. Um, Brian Edwards, I mean, you know, with, with the Tyrell Williams thing now, Brian Edwards is set for a thing and I'm sure you know, if you're drafting today, you can still probably get Brian Edwards in the 13th round, and that's a, a pretty sweet buy. Um, that's I was going to go over some late-round flyers, too, and I agree with all of those. Perryman, Sims, and Edwards are all in mine. I'll give you a couple more. These are super deep. Yeah. Uh, Miles Boykin, uh, we talked about the Ravens passing yep. situation there. Look at his workout metrics, uh, some positive signs in camp. In Baltimore, Auden Tate, the camp MVP. Uh, man, if A.J. Green can't stay healthy, uh, yeah, John Ross and T. Higgins uh, aren't exactly durable as well. Um, and Van Jefferson, like I said, turning heads in L.A. camp. And here's super, super deep, another cringe, almost as cringe as O.J. Howard. But MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, is uh, the reports say, I, mean, I don't know, do not be surprised when he passes Alan Lazard on that depth chart. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, man, we're running long here. So I'm just going to throw the tight end super quick. Um, Logan Thomas, you said who else to throw to in Washington. He's the $1 in-game tight end in Washington. And we talked about Blake Jarwin I'm super high on. And then the young guys Herndon, Gesicki, and Hawkinson are, are my tight end uh, targets. Wow. On, on, on Gesicki, on Jarwin, on Herndon, I'm plus six, plus seven on those guys. Irv Smith, I'm plus six on. Uh, Tyler Eifert, as you get lower down, I'm four. Um Trying to think if there's any guys I'm really like down on on tight ends. It's you know uh, Gronk. We talked about Gronk. Yeah, Gronk, the, the I, only one that jumps out for me, and you can counter here, is Darren Waller. Um, I get Terrell Williams injury hurts, but man, they have so many targets there. I love the story of Darren Waller, and he's a really good football player. But um, it was pretty much ideal circumstances last year, and he still scored like three touchdowns. So um, in a in suddenly in a in a universe that features just a, a ton of interesting tight end targets like the Jarwins, uh, Herndons, and Gasickis of the world, um, Waller I have below all of them. Okay, yeah. It- it's, um, well, let's put this I get after that top three or four. So let's just say Ertz Andrews at three or four. And then you, I've got Huge. a line. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm uh, basically six guys have to come off before I take another tight end. Uh, I've taken Gasicki there most often. I'm, I, 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 I think I have one Hunter Henry and I regret it. No Engram, he injured, gets injured too much. Uh, Hurst, he's like 40. I'm not buying it. Um, <laughs> wary on Higby. Um, and then it's just like, okay, I'll, t- I'll take a sickie. If he's gone, I got Herndon. I haven't pulled the trigger on Jarwin. I just, cause I'm worried about the ceiling where Herndon's ceiling is pretty much top, top five. Gasicki's is top five. I'm with you on Hawk. Uh, I, you know, I don't have a, I'm just worried that you've got some really great wide receivers there and Stafford's doesn't have a long history of targeting the tight ends. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, I feel like at there's certain points in your ranks, I have Waller fifth but have not pulled the trigger on him. I'm going wide receiver in that part of the draft. So it's just a, um, yeah, it, it's just there. I don't really put a lot of thought in. 
tight end is so deep and man you even go so deeper deep. like zach zach Ertz is gonna i was kind of down on him but man, if they're all the injuries in the eagles like he could really be a monster and dallas goddard like what if Ertz gets hurt like he's be a top three immediately option with those uh receivers there yeah. in philly so um yeah i mean I'm, I'm with you staying away from the uh evan ingrams and hunter henry's and going after more of these younger guys and then the super duper deep league um the the two guys i like a lot are uh dan arnold in arizona Yep. Um, it's just whether how much they're willing to play him and basically put Kyler Murray at risk because, <laughs> you know, like they don't totally. have a great O line. Ideally, you've got a yeah, yeah, then they got Max Williams, who's a, a good blocker. So you'd think you'd go go three wide receiver. But Dan Arnold could be a, a sneaky, pretty much slot tight end like uh, Gasicki is. Uh, the other guy is Jordan Aikens on Houston. Fells is kind of old he, he pretty much hit a ceiling last year he got pretty lucky on touchdown variants um and their young guys thomas and warring i feel like are clear the beat writers are clearly competing for te3 i think and then you take out hopkins <laughs> so like right right i mean right. like so then you're just like so i, I think akins is a is a he, he was a baseball player so kind of a, a late bloomer tight end type he's not super young but um yeah, but he's a guy I've targeted in like twentieth round, kind of things where uh, I'm, 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 I faded tight end three, particularly because guys like Aikens and Eifert have been there, and I just don't see a difference and are willing to reach up for, um, I'm trying to think, even like a Johnu Smith. It's like yeah, good. Yeah, if you get. But, Watson, Watson, I think through the to the third most uh, touchdown passes to tight ends last year, and that was like Darren Fells leading the way. So I'll see your Jordan Aikens and raise you a Jordan Reed, who's ooh. been turning heads in Niners camp. I know he's had a seventh concussion reported last year, he missed season, a long shot to stay on the field, but Niners receivers dropping like flies. He's gonna, he's he can play the slot. I mean, they're not as, necessarily asking him to play a traditional tight end with Kittle there. Um, so if you're really in a deep draft, two tight end league, uh, Jordan Reed. Uh, could uh, could make some noise in, in San Francisco. All right, we've done it all. Uh, thanks for joining us, Rudy. Rudy is on Twitter, at Rudy Gamble. Um, anything else you want to plug? My man, I've been joining the uh, Donkey Teeth videos and whatnot. Yeah, no, well, we've got our our season-long subscriptions out there. You know, all the all the projections are up on the site free for the, the preseason, but uh, pretty small price. And, you know, my feeling on uh, weekly projections and thinking about fab and stuff is like, you start with your base, get have something conservative if you want. But you've got to have something that, yeah, you know, there's always that point in, in a week in the part of a draft where I'm like, I want to swing big. And yeah, I feel like our weekly projections are mine, so to speak, are, um, yeah, go for the fences and have, have shown that they at least they connect more than the, the average uh, big swinger. No, I absolutely could not recommend enough. Uh, love Rudy's stuff and the fact that you're willing to go a little bold on your rankings like myself. Definitely, definitely check out Rudy and follow his Twitter, man. The guy is very, very, very clever and witty and funny. Uh, podcasts. We have a lot of podcasts at Yahoo Sports for some fantasy baseball action. Check out Scott Pianowski on the Yahoo Fantasy Baseball pod. Man, I was on there last week and we drafted Radiohead songs at the end of that draft. So check that out. Uh, check out the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast with Charles Robinson and Therese Paler and the Yahoo Sports College podcast with Dan Wetzel, Pete Thamel, and our friend Pat Forty from SI. Follow us on Twitter at Yahoo Fantasy. I'm at Dalton Del Don. Tomorrow, Liz Loza is back to talk about some of our favorite sleepers this season. But until then, we are out.
no secret that our world has been interrupted. A World Interrupted is a daily podcast telling stories of coronavirus and its impact on the economy. So subscribe today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.